Blog Talk Radio. I'm gonna break into your heart. I'm gonna crawl under your skin. I'm gonna break into your heart and follow till I see where you begin.
What a great song. Welcome to a special show today. We are going to be talking about the latest film, uh, American Valhalla, the story of Iggy Pop, Joshua Home, and post-pop depression. And uh, I have Andreas Newman with us today, along with my guest host, Spencer Drake, calling in from New York. And uh, this is a film that had done a very short premiere out there and will be available in March. It is available right now for pre-order on iTunes and also on Amazon and I think a couple other different locations. Um, the website is American and then it's V-A-L-H-A-L-L-A movie.com. Um, today, um, if you'd like to listen to the show, you could listen to it afterwards. It will be on demand and there is a chat room open if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036. And with that, I am going to bring in both, um, let's see here, I'm going to bring in Andreas, and then I'm going to bring Spencer in. Yay. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Waiting for Spencer. There we go. Hey. Wasn't that a, that's a killer tune, man, opening up a... Uh, you know that uh, that song was so great, and uh, so it was both yourself um, and also a musical unlikely musical collaboration. They are t- saying between uh, Joshua and Iggy making you know this film out in the middle of the desert yep. and stuff. Uh, uh, and you worked on this. You were the co-producer on this along with. Uh, you know, everything else going on here. Why don't we talk a little bit about it? And uh, this is kind of, um, it's a beautiful cinematography, by the way. Don't you agree, Spence? It's just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And not only that, but also, Holly, the uh, film stills in it are gorgeous. Uh, mm-hmm. the, yeah, they the, are. The sh- yeah, nice. and yeah, beautiful film. Absolutely. And well edited, too, right, Holly? Well edited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very well. So let's talk about American Valhalla. And, um, I wanted to say real quick, Valhalla. Um, now, uh-huh. I know what that word means because it's a Nordic hall where all the uh, uh, people are supposedly taken at the end of battle with the Nordic um, gods and uh, princess. Um, you yes. know, so and uh, it's the hall of uh, warriors. So can be in America, Valhalla, because I know what a, what Valhalla is. Um, is that where he got that? He yeah, I think, to, you know, know like Valhalla, well, I, I can say, like, you know, Valhalla was basically the Vikings' heaven. So when you when you die in battle and you um, mm-hmm. you die, you, you go to Valhalla if, if you're a Viking. So that's where, where Iggy took his his turn on like, is there an American Valhalla? Is there a place where things are even better? <laughs> what what <laughs> happens to you when you use when you as he says in the movie? What happens to you if you finally use mm-hmm. this? Are you going to that next place? And how does it look? And, mm-hmm. and so it's it, I always liked it because it has this little social critic thing, which is, is very now as well. And like how you know where do you go after it's this mystical. after you finally use yeah. useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we got Freya. it from. I think the most interesting, a very interesting title because it's so Nordic mm-hmm. and not many people don't 
get it at first, but then it's kind of mis- mysterious. You dig into it and you find out what it mm-hmm. means. And it kind of shows as well how sophisticated and like where Iggy, Iggy and his poetry and his intellect is uh, really. And when you get to know him, what what an amazing human being and intellectually is, right? So mm-hmm. that's, absolutely that's why I gave this movie we... the name in the end. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the movie and your experiences on this and where it was filmed and and uh, the journey on this. Because uh, Spencer and I both have seen it, and it was quite quite a trip. And like we said, it's a gorgeous film and, uh, you know, really gives you a lot of insight. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got on this project and how it came about? Yeah, so, so it all started... Uh, it all started me meeting with uh, Josh one day in, in Hollywood, and we, we always wanted to collaborate. We know each other socially, and we said, I, we got to meet, and let's maybe we can do something together. And uh, he said, yeah, I might have this project, and uh, I cannot talk much about it, but it's with Iggy, and I'll call you when it's t- time. So uh, half a year passed, and one day my phone rang, and there was Josh, and says, hey, you want to come to the desert tomorrow? We're there with Iggy and the boys. <laughs> know who the boys are? Like, so, and, and this is where you don't ask any questions. You don't ask Josh Homme, uh-huh. um, "What should I bring?" Like, it's like it's like, okay, I said I'll be there, and I, and what do you want to do? Like, oh, you, let's shoot, let's shoot something. So, I didn't ask any more. Like, you should because if you ask more, then he would probably say, "Oh, you know, man, let's forget it." <laughs> so, so anyway, I didn't yeah. ask any questions and and let myself fall and, and see what happens here like two hours from LA in the desert. And I, I drove there with my mm-hmm. assistant and um, arrived at Rancho de Luna, that, that studio, that desert studio. And there, yeah. there, there was Josh and there was on the porch, there was Iggy sitting with no shirt on as <laughs> always. Mm-hmm. And I walked towards it. I gave him a, he made instantly a big hug and said, yeah, hi, I'm, you're German, right? And and he Iggy likes Germany, so so that was already in the end. By, by I think by Josh, you were in. You were in. Yeah, <laughs> I was in Berlin. Right? So so we went to this art installation close to to the to the ranch and started shooting. They did a very uh, cool like four hours photo shoot um, mm-hmm. with lots of different backdrops because there's this wonderful art installation that there's close to where they recorded the album. And that was Matt Helders and with his British accent from Arctic Monkeys and Dean Fertitta and Josh and Iggy himself. And we did this shoot and I didn't even, since I'm at first not really a, even a fan, that's why Josh got me. It's like, let's get somebody who has doesn't come from the rock world and doesn't come from music photography. Let's get mm. this guy who's more like an advertising or ex- advertising guy and have a completely different view on this. <laughs> he, wow. he loved my photography always, Josh. So wow. it, was, it was a risk. It was risky, but it was the first sniffing out, and this photos turned out so well. What we did there, mm-hmm. it turned in the end into an exhibition, which was traveling with the concert, and as well, uh, it was the inspiration to do the first interviews, um, which we did. And we flew all to Miami, and then kind of see my decided. This is so important. What we're doing here. Let's document it, and this first shoot in Miami, the first interviews turned into more shooting and more and then in the end we had the documentary mm-hmm. but we never, it's a little bit similar like the album was made in secret as you know and it was uh, no pressure because if it would have gone wrong they would have buried it in the desert so we, we took the same approach <laughs> in the movie and what kind of 
that's how we did it and uh, with no like okay we're doing a documentary we need this very unconventional and as right. thanks for the compliment earlier the stills are my stills obviously and they they're beautiful and that's what I, I think they are josh josh really yeah. likes their look and feel and we try to keep this whole film as well from a every shot is visually in, in kind of interesting instead of that never mm-hmm. I think a boring moment. If you don't want to right. follow the, the color thing anymore, gorgeous. at least it looks good. Yeah, right? the yeah. color. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we're I like the, out the, oh, oh, go ahead, Holly. I'm sorry. I mean, that's all. I was going to say I like the uh, mantra that they're saying that the film reveals the growth of an intense bond between the musicians who have taken to the heart. A mantra, you risk nothing, yeah. you gain nothing. So yeah. that was kind of cool. And, uh, I know Spence is going to agree with me on this. The colors in the um, documentary are gorgeous. I mean, it just yeah, yeah. the color—it's—it's it's very rich. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's just—it was. How long did it take to shoot the documentary? I think you know, overall, like more, one and a half, one and a half years of sh- shooting—not con- wow. continuous shooting, but like here following the whole tour, following part of making the album and uh, mm-hmm. and doing all the interviews and then editing it. And it's like, it's, it's, it's a long commitment. I mean, it can take up to two years, projects like that. And um, uh, to the, the basically, since I shoot everything myself and when I film, when I actually not do stills that I sh- shoot film, it looks like a moving photograph. Mostly, but my style is very like, rich as you say rich in high contrast so it's it is. Less, yeah. it is. rather show less than more and that's kind of the emotion mm-hmm. i think it's, it's more emotional than if you see everything and it's all like in focus it and is. it's more out of focus and dark than <laughs> and in focus so, I, I, you know yeah. there was Definitely. one thing i wanted to talk about in the movie of course there's a lot that i want to talk about one thing was you mentioned this thing about Hutch out there, a Joshua tree about cooking and food, mm-hmm. and how it kind of yeah. like puts the, the the group together. And it's funny. I watch uh, Daryl. You know, I don't know if you ever watch Daryl's house on TV. Uh, Daryl, uh, Daryl. You know, uh, Daryl. Uh, Daryl. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So they uh-huh. his, his program is every every program he has has a cook or he has a food, yeah. and they sit around a table, yeah. and they talk, and I said, it's so relevant to the what you were talking about, about how food works into here, right, and how that puts the group together. Absolutely. It's it's like, a, you know, they explain, it's, it's explained in the film, but it's like the same, the same applies to any creative process, I think. You have to, when you bring the people together, and they're not virtually together, they're actually really together, and they put themselves into this, remote place in the desert where they just there's no more distraction it's all it's all clear and then even like somebody of the of the group cooks for everybody so it's, it's, it it creates this creative bubble for for mm. for a second right where you're together and you you're doing this now very important yeah. with the today's noise right if you do this it's a different thing you cannot do those records in LA when you walk out the studio mm-hmm. like in the no in the in the, in no. the the center of distraction, right? And dinners and like noises and like it's it it will be a different record. Uh, However, at some point you have to go to the place where there's that edge, right? And that's when they moved actually after the creation of the songs and writing of the songs and moved to the Hollywood studio and actually to get a little bit more edgy 
on the on the production. Mm-hmm. But when the writing yeah, is done, right? The, so the, to your that. point, the, mm-hmm. the cooking, yeah. the, the cooking is a is, as I said, a glue between the brick, right? <laughs> so funny <laughs> as it sounds. Yeah, you, they, know, you know, I think yeah, that eating is a very intimate form of um, contact. Anyway, yeah. when you're sitting down. Like, you know, Sunday dinner, like they always say, everybody sits down, everybody talks, and, you know, dinner time is the time everybody shares what they've gone, what their day and everything. And this is kind of a very totally. intimate time for all of them. And the food just is an accent to it. So it's like you're getting somebody at their most vulnerable point. They're eating food, they're talking about what's on their mind, and that really showed you know, in the film itself. Um, uh, Andres, I want to bring saying, up something. Yeah. Holly is a great cook. I want you, I want you to know uh, that she's an amazing uh, cook. Uh, so you're talking okay, to a person, you know, if you want to hire the next food. group, hire Holly to cook. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Of course. <laughs> I, love, I love cooking. Oh, yeah. We won't even go there, but, yeah, I do. I love cooking. But that – what you said, though, it's like breaking bread. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, it's, true. Uh, yeah. it's true. You know, but I know there are other parts of this documentary that um, we want to talk about, and that is um, how did you find the transition from going from the desert, then going to Hollywood, and then when they end up doing the iconic Royal Albert Hall performance at the very end, uh-huh. you know, I mean – how yeah. was that? How did that transition go for you? Well, it's like the thing is, it, it, maybe it's interesting for the for the viewer as well to see first that just receiving a rock concert, going to a rock concert, there's a lot of more work or like like spirit and 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 real work going into than just what you see on stage. I mean, it's a development, like coming up with those new songs. In a in this remote place, it's very important. And then you you produce the the album, and then actually you have to do the business side of it. You have to actually put a tour together, and then you tour it. And you're like creative people, and you have of course lots of help. But it's like a it's a journey, and it takes out like two years of your life. So imagine that for Iggy as well as for Josh right. Homme, right. this is a big commitment. The guy has got his own band, like Josh Homme has Queens of the Stone Age, one of the biggest rock bands. Mm-hmm. Right? So right. this is like that this comes together, this this project is anyway like kind of a miracle of timing because even like having Matt Helders then on drums who doesn't accidentally tour that time makes it like a very, very, very special. And the transitions, I mean, it's the natural progression of, I guess, of every big album where people have to go away from the noise and create it and write it. And then actually it becomes like a, a kind of a circus, right? And on the way to the circus, it's, it's a, that's a lot of more work than you think. Uh, I, I wanted to bring up something more. about the film, uh, Andres, um, that uh, I've seen a lot of documentary music films. I, I cover film festivals for the radio show with Holly, and uh, there's a lot of doc films with Iggy in it. But this film yeah. is very different. This film, and uh, maybe the closest was Give Me Danger by Jim Jarmusch, but this film yeah. shows Iggy now and more of his inner feelings coming out. And the most I've ever seen on Iggy, his life, that I've seen in any other doc film yeah. he's ever been interviewed in, I thought that was really great. I thought mm-hmm. that I, Thank you. Right? I got a real feeling of his inner thoughts, his feelings up to now, what he was in the beginning, how he thought. It was amazing. That was, that was amazing in the film. 
That that was yeah, definitely. You know what I wanted to ask was, um, do you think that a lot of that? When did he find out about David Bowie passing on um, during the filming? Because I know that Iggy received news of that. Do you think that that had a lot to do with him being so rich? Yeah, I think you know. First of all, like the decision to there was a decision at some point. I said with Josh, we let's not use any like the normal documentary. It comes back to your point, like uh, let let's. Let's only have our own footage, and if we go back in time, we talk about it and not show any photos of all things. We only sh- and then comes to, to your point, the only photos we show are, are pictures which are not mine, kind of, is the moment when David Bowie dies in the film, and that was a mm-hmm. moment where uh, it was in the middle of the, it's just the, the album was finished recording, and we were... Uh, they moved already to Hollywood, and they had they had already rehearsed the songs. And then one night, as you see in the film, um, Iggy gets the message that Bowie died, and that was like, there's a big moment in the in the kind of this galvanizes the relationship between all those musicians because Iggy made it from Miami to uh, Los Angeles, joins the first ever rehearsal they have together, singing those some of the songs yeah, have never been amazing. played before in public, and in front of a, a, a journalist from, from the New York Times. So there was a huge pressure, a, a very precious moment for Iggy and a devastating time. So we chose in the film, this is the only time where we show pictures of Iggy and um, David Bowie when they were younger in Berlin specifically. And, and it, was a, it, was a, it was a really tough time, but the positive side of I it bet. really uh, made them all really become this little army because they had his back, kind of, and 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 yeah. you see it in the later yeah. lineup of the of the stage. They have all suits on, and they kind of a beautiful backdrop, and giving Iggy his space by being all super musicians, but they're all wearing suits, the same suits. So they put themselves back and give Iggy, Iggy the stage. Mm. So that's kind of that was the wow. Yeah, that was, as well. That so, I didn't, I didn't know the movie, that. In the movie, in the movie, that's what's interesting mm-hmm. because it comes back the day after uh, Bowie dies, and Josh Homme in the movie says uh, it's a very you know, sensitive moment and let him have the lead. I love that. I mean, it was a whole trip on, mm-hmm. on that. Alone. Yeah, right. I mean that Josh Homme anyway. It's like a, it's it, he's not only an, an amazing rock musician; he's as well an amazing producer and songwriter. So, and mm. and being a producer mm-hmm. and songwriter, you have to be so so sensitive to the artist you're actually now producing. So yes. and this is his big strength. He's such a big guy, but such an amazing uh, heart and 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 sensitivity to things. It's 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 very very impressive. That's that's amazing, Spencer. Yeah, definitely, I agree with you. You know, I wanted to ask you, Andreas, um, you said you were in advertising and you did some uh, other things. Is this the first documentary that you filmed in, uh, or any kind of filming at all? Is this your Yeah, this is, this is, my, first, this is my first film. It definitely wow. is my first Fantastic. film. Fantastic. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I... I I mean, I always say it takes a long time, and you know, like it's best, definitely my best work because that's everything I've done so far has led to this. So um, I gave wow. all to make it the best. So. It is incredible. <laughs> the experience went in well, there. Well, Spencer and I want to see. A... We want to see you in like five years, okay? <laughs> this Thank was you. pretty mind blowing, <laughs> and uh, we want to see if you think this 
is your best work. We want to see what, what your best work is in five years, okay? Right, Spencer? Thank you. Yeah, really. that's great, Holly. Yeah, that's great. Um, Thank you so yeah, much. That, yeah, definitely. That's amazing. I'm going to give the website out again real quick. Um, it is available for pre-order right now, and you can uh, also um, order the soundtrack, which, by the way, is um, just amazing. And you heard one of the songs. It's called Break Into Your Heart. Um, it's American, so it's A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N, and then V-A-L-H-A-L-L-A movie.com. So we want to also thank uh, Chaos Productions for setting up this interview and uh, also getting us the information for this um, really cool documentary. Um, I just, I just think, I, I, you know, when I first heard about it, I was just like, wow. And then I started watching it, and it's like you just, you know, the visuals, like I said, are just so gorgeous. The colors and thank you. No, no, seriously. And you said you you focus, you don't get a lot of the background, which was really cool because I did notice in a lot of the interviews that you did with Iggy and all the other people, it was basically just them and nothing else going on really around them. You just really focused on them and their talking and stuff. So I can see what you meant by that. You focused on the subject rather than, you know, everything else going on around it. Um, yeah, I've got one funny story anything? for you. If you want, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one funny it. story for you about yeah. this. About this. So, I went in. So I'm very much. You see, thanks for recognizing the look of the film. So we basically, I'm always using like old lenses anyway. But in this case, uh-huh. I, I took it to another level. So I had lenses mainly from the 60s and 70s used. So you're using wow. those modern cameras. They put lenses on it where they, they from the time from the time back back in the day right so it has a definitely a different vintage look and very contrasty and very rich as you say so um but i took it to another level with the super 8 so uh, there's there's some scenes shot on super 8 and what i did is i ordered on ebay um film stock which was expired in 1972 oh wow and really shot it on the camera for 1967 so imagine this is basically now, and, and this expired, so you don't know if it's actually something on it or if you can develop it, but it's film, and we shot it, and the funny thing is, like, all the Super 8 footage, and it's like all, like, it's literally like a journey back in time, but now, because it's shot on a old camera and with footage from then, so it's like a stock, film stock from then, so it's pretty much like you have a, a film which is shot in 1972. <laughs> I got wow. I got to tell, tell you a film story. Uh, Stanley Kubrick shot Barry Lyndon. Remember uh, that beautiful film? Yes, if, yes. If any, and you know what he did? He had old Mitchell cameras. He calls up the place yes, yes. that had the cameras, uh-huh. and he said, what the hell do you need these old Mitchell cameras for? But you know, he took an old camera, put a new lens on it, and had these beautiful portrait yes. pictures. So it's like a yes, similar yes, thing yes. that you did. It's really interesting what you were talking about. Totally. This is my though, thing from coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is coming from like advertising where you actually can play with, um, play with, where you have kind of the most expensive school in the world because you have actually, you can play with those things and do things which you can normally not afford. And then that's how I naturally use them now in this new, much more exciting for me genre mm-hmm. of the documentary. Great idea. Great so, concept. 
Great concept. Andreas. Well, you know, Thank you. Andreas, what I wanted to say was if anybody wants to reach you in regards to advertising or anything, how would they go about doing that? Uh, they can just, uh, I, I tell you quickly, my, my Instagram or my website is andreasneumannart.com, andreasneumannart.com. For my first and my last And then name. let me spell your last let me spell your last name for everyone. It's M E U M A N N and then the first name is A N D R E A S. And you're German, right? I'm German originally, but Ger- I live in Los Angeles for 10 years. That's already. fantastic. Did you wow. did you ever get into fashion photography or anything? What did you do in Germany? Did you do anything with photography over there? Yeah, I, I did. I did basically produced and directed commercials and like did lots of photography. I was for some point I was wow. sponsored by Canon and like did all those campaigns for those really uh, the, the French Vogue and stuff. So a lot of fashion and fashion and advertising, um, and lots of commercials. Um, always a creative entrepreneur and um, as as you see, I'm directing the film together with Joshua, but we produced it as well. So we we did the production. That means like we put the film together and we directed it. So like it was a was a fun fun. Uh, yeah, did everything. I can imagine. Not, not, not just being wow. Not just being like okay, you you direct the film and you do what I. Most most of the time, you are even at the mercy of some producers who spend the money, right? So we have to listen to them. <laughs> but in this case, we did everything with our own fund and our own um, responsibility. So that that gives gives mm-hmm. us a lot of freedom as well. Of course, we did whatever we wanted, really. Uh, you know what? You know what really affected me in the movie also is that how close Hami was with with Iggy. Uh, they seemed to know each other for years, but yet mm-hmm. it's a one time. Experience, right? You know, Andres. Yes, I mean, Iggy is a very when you when you meet Iggy, he's a he's just a very very special human being, and 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 makes you instantly feel very comfortable when you sit with him. It's a, it's a kind of a tension there because it's Iggy Pop, and you but the, the tension create yourself, I guess. Uh, but he's so relaxing in a way, and Homi is, as I said, he's such a sensitive human being and those two together mm-hmm. they kind of clicked from the first moment it's like a right, right. They, they they seem to be have known each other for years as you say it feels yeah. like they know each other so well right i mean that's amazing and that's i mean that's to do they stay together the first two weeks they're living together in rancho to get started you know like this like mm-hmm. literally good morning morning again <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that's how and eat together and you sleep together and in the close quarters and all that and, and walk together. So that makes I think in very short amount of time makes you feel it feels you very close and know each other for for a long time. I, I met Iggy in 2011 and he owns our. Uh, we did a book on 45 Records sleeve art. He owns it, and I had a great talk. I had a really good experience. Probably the only time in my life. Uh, uh, of talking to him, and he really opens up. I mean, he's like a very uh, yeah. sensitive person, and he's friends with uh, uh, Holly. Uh, uh, Holly and I know Mick Rock. I'm, I've worked with Mick on album covers. Yes. Uh, and um, yes. anyway, he's a very nice person. I want everybody to, you know, just what you're talking about. Just... Oh, yeah, you can tell exactly. that in the film. 
you can see that in the film, and you can yeah, see how yeah. the relationships are. You know what I wanted to ask you, Andreas, was uh, the other musicians that played, um, like Dean for and and Matt. Um, yeah. What was what was it? How, how was it with all of them together? Did mm-hmm. did everybody get along really well? Seemed like it. Yeah. So so Dean Dean and Matt they both. If, if you meet them, they, they I think it's handpicked of handpicked by Josh, the most like egoless and like like sensitive people you can meet. Like they you could you could put them anywhere. They they the best at at what they can be as musicians. And at the same time, they don't have this. I what what about me? What about me? They just go with the flow, let things happen, and, mm-hmm. and that's what this project needed as well. You know, there's it's so. I mean, you. You you want to give this icon, you want to give an icon basically the space. But being like at the moment, it's all of them like very successful musicians. So you have to definitely take your yourself back and being the background of this icon. And all of them said, "Well, yeah, I'm in." I mean, they have so much respect for Iggy, and they showed it. And by taking their ego totally out of the occasion, all of them. Right. This is how Josh, mm-hmm. Josh chose them, you know, and this is. This is why they were there. And then, of course, Troy and Matt Sweeney, who got added to the tour, are the mm. same personalities. Sweeney, very, um, he's, a, he's a pro and, and a positive engine. And then you have Troy, who is such a sensitive and such a beautiful human being as well. So he, he created this, this beautiful, back, exclusive, expensive backdrop for Iggy's maybe last album or a tour, you know, so that was amazing. I mean, wow, amazing harmony. Everybody on the tour said, and this is veterans like tour managers, they said, This was the best tour I've ever done. <laughs> wow, that was good. Really, for me, tour. that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's 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 amazing, you know, because I know I know a lot of people are really looking forward to seeing this film. And, um, Spencer, you saw it at a, at a premiere, correct. Yeah, Carol hooked me up. Carol hooked me up in New York, and I was able to see the film, and I was mind blown. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was absolutely mind blown. I just it, said, "Oh my god!" How many people and then were the DVD, came, DVD came up, and then mm-hmm. that's how the show gets together. With, with uh, and I'm glad you're on, Andreas, uh, Holly, and I. You know, of Thank course. You. And um, but th- th- this is an amazing film. I mean, um, and Holly and I both agree on this. It's like it's out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen so many music docs in my life. Uh, th- this is exceptional. You know, it's on the A list. You know, I just want to tell you. Mm-hmm. And we both agree on. Oh, man, and thank you so much for saying that. It's like, a, of course, it's like uh, golden, honey, gold in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. You know what I like about it the most? Oh, you're so funny. You know what I like about it the most? It it's so real. It, it's not overproduced. Um, right. It's very raw, but at the same time, it it has it, it's very classic. It's got that edge to it, but at mm-hmm. the same uh-huh. time, it's still very rich and very not overproduced like a lot of films. You know, I've seen a lot of documentaries on people, and there's a yep. lot of theatrical stuff in certain filming <laughs> films, but that's just yeah. their personality. I won't, you know, I mean, it's the person's personality that's going to come through on the way that the documentary's shot. So, you know, I feel this one here is very, um, it's very down to earth. Do you know what I mean? Very real. 
um, which is, I think, the story that really wanted to be told. Now, the soundtrack, I have to tell you, I've heard um, pieces of it, and uh, unbelievable. And there are so many undertones in the music of just, all these great musicians playing this music. It's just, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know about you, but that first song we broke, we opened up with yeah. break into your heart. Do you know any the background on that song, Andreas at all? Well, break break into your heart is as well, like a little bit of, um, it was one of the early ones, right? The early songs and it's kind of as well. You, you could say it's metaphorical when, when, Iggy and Iggy and Josh were riding together, and it's when two people—I mean, there's there's two songwriters. You know, it's like it's—and they don't know each other yet, so they have to kind of get under each other's skin to understand each other. I think that's kind of portrays that that relationship. It's one of the early songs they did, and "Break Into Your Heart" is like. Um, Iggy sees them. He, he describes it in the film a little why he wrote it. But I, I feel as well for them together how they wrote it. And there's moments of the studio which Matt Helders actually filmed with his camera when he was there because I was not there. And there's a moment where they actually record "Break Into Your Heart" in the studio in Rancho, and that's so insightful. Where you see how they very politely, oh no no, I can do it like this. Oh oh no, you do it like that. Or they're trying to get to know each other, you know, and like with. Mm. total respect for each other and mm. crawl under your skin break into your heart at some point you have to get to pray into each other's or let as well somebody break into your heart in order to open up and actually write those beautiful songs in the process and trust each other right in the process and i think that's mm-hmm. kind of how i see that song a little bit but iggy has his own of course his own uh explanation how he wrote but he was, you, you, you see it in the documentary he talks about he Mm-hmm. He, he get involved with him, and sometimes he doesn't hold up the hold up there, the There's one part uh, I wanted to bring up, which is interesting about the Royal Albert Hall that Holly brought up before, is yeah. that it's such a big moment in his life. I didn't realize it. You know, he really considered that a really big moment in his life, right? Really big. Yeah, totally. Because you know, first of all, the tour was set up to be very specially chosen. Josh chose those. Josh made the concept for everything, for uh, not only producing the album as well, put all his team, everybody volunteered from Josh's team, like to set up this tour in a way it should be set up. So it was smaller venues, very interesting venues, like theaters, kind of composition of contrast in a way, and putting Iggy Pop in the in the end, in the grand finale, in the Roy Albert Hall, where where you the British aristocracy used to celebrate, right? And this is kind of doesn't make any sense. And then for him, it's like, finally, they let him in, right? It feels, yeah, yeah. It feels like that. So, so true. So finally, so, yeah, that's why he said the, the F word so many times, like to kind of release that I'm here now, right? So it was, you know, so it's a cool moment in the movie. Where he's, that, that's that's a beautiful in, moment. Like, it is. That's a beautiful moment, right, Howie? Beautiful. It is. It absolutely is. And I want to say something really quickly about Royal Albert Hall. Um, there are quite a few bands that I know of, like over in Europe and also American bands, that when they get to play or they're invited to finally play Royal Albert Hall, they're so nervous. 
they play maybe thousands of concerts everywhere, but when they play Royal Albert Hall, it's like it's that's the like the icing on the cake. That's yeah. like that's the place. Yeah. Like if you say I play Royal Albert Hall, wow, you you're like you know up there. It's like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, being totally, in the Rock and totally Roll Hall right. of Fame. You know, for Tony, totally um, right. for everybody, it was to say like everybody takes oh, selfies. Yeah. Like when we did the sound check, like everybody takes. Oh, I'm actually here, like Dean and with their iPhones. Oh uh-huh. wow, I'm here! They couldn't believe it, right? Like in the in the yeah. royal in the royal Albert Hall. Gorgeous there. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful theater. But I I hear you. It's like funny that they taking that so serious. No, right? the British. Yeah, like little. I mean, kids. I I, yeah. I relate to it, Andres. I relate to it because my partner Judith and I were just inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for our album covers, and we've designed for twenty-four oh. rock hall people. And to us, it's like that, you know, in a design area of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's like oh, we've hit oh, the God. top, you know. And so when he said that. I said, oh, my God, he's hit the top, man, and this is where he yes. is. I said, yes. whoa, you know what I mean? Yes. That's how we feel, you know? No, absolutely. Congratulations yeah. on that. That's amazing. Amazing. I mean, yes, yeah, Spencer, why don't you tell pure, everyone a little bit? Of, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you've done as far as in the music industry? Who, me? Spencer? Oh, I'm yes. sorry. Who, so, me? I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Judith, and, Judith and I are like almost like I, I got to really admit we're, we're album cover uh, design legends. We've designed for yes. very famous in music, 25 rock and roll hall, rock, uh, rock hall inductees now. Uh, bon Jovi <laughs> this year makes it 25. And yeah. Our work is in the uh, permanent collection with a link. We're the only music designers with a link. That's a big honor. And uh, we're in MoMA and the AIGA permanent collection. And uh, and now we're in, uh, I don't know, I just got interviewed for a Cream magazine movie coming out next year with Scott Crawford. And we're in the Lou Reed uh, A Life book. Uh, we had Anthony DeCurtis on last week who authored the book. So our lives are going through a whole thing, but I re- really relate uh, to the, the Iggy moment when he says that. It's, it's, we call our event, it's a long way to the top from ACDC song, which means that you've finally reached it after the struggle yeah. of life. And, uh, you know, that's why that moment in the movie meant a lot to me as a person, you know. Yes, 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 I hear you. And, uh, I mean, I'm obviously blown away with your – thank you for – Saying so many nice things about this movie, but you, but you, you know what you're talking about, obviously. With your background, well, Holly and amazing. I are very uh, background with music. Both of us have brought on yep. some major people yep. on the show, and we we we're very honored to have you on. And I think, as oh, a mere absolutely. Fact, yeah, and mere fact, Holly, this is his first movie. Really blows me away. I didn't realize that. Yeah, me you know? too. That's yeah. that's what I'm blown away with, yeah, too, because that's what I said. I want to talk to him in five years and see what he's done. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's it really is a beautiful a beautiful piece. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you if you had any other um, stories, um, you know, that you'd like to share with our listeners. Um, again, and if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards. On also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on demand, you can download it and listen to it from the beginning. Um, again, we have American Bahala, the story of Iggy Pop, Joshua Home, and post pop depression. So there you go. Um, do you have uh, any more uh, stories? 
Andrea? Well, I was just thinking, Andres, are you doing? Are you planning to do any more film yeah. yourself after What's this? What are you working on? Yeah, I mean, at, at the moment, so I'm working on two things. Uh, first, like uh, basically, I nearly call it the sequel. It's like because I'm, I'm still, I'm still with Josh very intensely following the the right, right, follow the new sure. album of the, the villains. It's, it's a wonderful album, and this is probably the most successful album so far, and very mm-hmm. controversial as well. It's produced by Mark Ronson. Uh, which mm. oh wow Josh is like wow. kind of, uh, how did that happen? But this is what he's this is what he's famous for as well, like to make those to surprise and like and always reinvent and what's what you have to do. So Mark Ronson produced the new Queens of the Stone Age album, and I have wow. from the beginning never even like as as detailed as even more detailed as Iggy. I've I've been following everything for the last two years. I guess like yeah, two years now already. I guess. Um, the making of the album and now the touring is when I was on tour with the band and so we have a lot of a lot of new stuff there and and there's probably going to end up in the first ever um, Queens of the Stone Age documentary uh, oh, which that's was never great. done before well listen to this I'm, I'm doing a I'm doing yeah. a vinyl show in New York cover show um, yes uh, I just got off a vinyl event with uh, Jack White, uh, who was in Detroit, and uh, I'm, I'm putting in the I'm putting in the show uh, the new Queen of the Stone Age album cover uh, because that mm-hmm. was entered in the Grammys and was entered in our Alex actually won a top prize in our Alex Awards in the in New York. So I just want to tell you that the album cover is fantastic. The new uh, villains, uh, the villains album. Yeah, this is a, exactly this is like a wonderful artist from Liverpool, England, uh, called Boneface. Really? Um, and mm-hmm. he, he, yeah, he did. He's 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 young. Nobody knows his face. He always wears a mask, like a <laughs> lucha like <laughs> luchador. Oh, really? And interesting. And he, yeah, he did this album cover, and it's like, and and the whole artwork of the vinyl. If you if you, you I'm sure you've seen it. And um, this is an amazing collaboration. And he, he's he's only. He's only, I think, 25 or something, and he did as well the last album oh, wow. when he was 21. So, wow, he's uh, he's incredible, and this is a, wow. it's another layer of Josh's collaboration. So there's there's very much art always. There's the art, and this is in our documentary as well. It's like always what Josh is, is stands for. It's like those surprising collaborations. How the heck could he pull out and and put the trust into me to make this? Probably one mm-hmm. of the most important. One of them was important yeah, in his life. life. In his life, and just mm-hmm. by instinct, choosing this this crazy German German photographer living in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's interesting too. The end of the You're movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No. The, I was going to say no, the I'm end saying. of the movie. The end of the film where Josh, at the very end, is talking about how it gets to be this depression point where it's at the end. You know, and it's a one-time experience, and he says this on the film. Mm-hmm. It really grabs you, you know, because it's like a one-time yeah. experience, right? And then it comes to an end. I think, yeah, I want to tell one one other thing. Like, I, I think that's what many, this, this is a nice, it's a lovely story for the film. So I, I had to, I haven't been in Munich for a long time, and, and that's my hometown. And we, funny enough, had the biggest film festival uh, appearance in Munich, in the Munich Film Festival, and Josh and I went there, and we had together with Sofia Coppola. We had the she had her film, and we had we American saw that. At the, yeah. yeah, I saw the picture of yeah, it. Oh. What was the main main thing there? And 
So my family, finally I see my dad again, and they come on my two brothers, they Aww. haven't seen for ages, and they come, oh, wow. they come to the... They come to the screening and they and afterwards we had all dinner and then they my one of my brothers said who is like I think he's he's one of those kids like he's thirty now and he doesn't know what he really wants to do and you know when you watch the film one thing you learn like you should just just it sounds corny but follow your dream and just do what just do what you think is the right thing and just don't listen to anyone just just do it mm-hmm. or don't do anything. I do do the thing you want to do. And and he was kind of. And he told me, I'm I'm so inspired. I think he he's he stopped where he was working. <laughs> he switched again <laughs> to his passion. Oh wow! So, oh, that's great. Inspired. That him. happened to me many times. Yeah. Many times in screening, people come up to me. This film changed my life, kind of, because I oh, wow. got inspired to do mm-hmm. what I really should do, and not like something just maybe only I do this job to be secure and make money. But I'm yeah. not really doing what I wanted to. Do. I think that that's what Josh has the effect on you. Like he, how he talks. This is what you can get from this. I think from Josh, this is what you can learn from him. And he always did this rock and roll way. It's either it's like if you don't have a plan, somebody else will have a plan for you. This is mm-hmm. one. This is mm-hmm. one of his, his way he lives. So he better do what your plan. <laughs> do you better do your thing than do what somebody else's plan for you is, right? So I think that's mm-hmm. what you can take away from it, and many people have. And that's I think if you change one person's life with this little documentary, then it's already worth making it. Yeah. Especially with my brother. <laughs> so. Oh, that's great. That's, that's a great. Great story. great story. That is. That is. That's a great story. So you you were at the film festival in Munich, and this was at the film festival. Mm-hmm. How, what was the what was everybody's take on that? How did everybody react to the film? Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was the it was the biggest screening room, like like this like a thousand people room, I guess. And I mean, wow. imagine that there's mm-hmm. like <clears throat> selling tickets was like a little little gig there. And uh, we had a nice Q and A afterwards, and very great audience with Fatih Akim as well. The German, the big German director, was just won the Golden Globe here uh, in like a couple of weeks ago. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they, it was 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 wonderful to have my German pals actually reacting so positive to it. Even I was thinking always, how can the Germans get all the nuances of this, uh, of the, uh, you know, it's all in, obviously there's no, mm-hmm. sub, I think there was mm-hmm. no subtitles even. So there was always, if you watch the movie in a, in an audience, it's, it's actually just like a comedy nearly because people laugh, right? If you're finished yeah. the screening, there's people every, every five, three minutes, there's a laugh there because it's kind of funny how, Iggy and Josh kind of have their play, mm-hmm. and and that happened in Germany as well. I was very surprised. Like they 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 get that. Oh wow! Fine... So they got it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was everywhere I was. I was in Amsterdam. I was in England, and everywhere big applause and like and, and all this. The nicest thing I watched all the so I I always watching every premiere. So I'm not like okay, just going to the Q and A. I always watch the movie again. I maybe saw it like. I don't know, like 30 times or something in oh, cinema. That's awesome. And Listen, so I never, I always watch great. it again. I want to see it with the audience. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. funny enough, I'm ending up on a Air New Zealand plane to back from London to LA, and here it is. It's on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. 
Great story. That's a great, great story. story. What a fantastic thing. Well, we want to, we both are so excited, and I want to tell everyone this is coming out for free, you know, pre order. You can get it. It's on Amazon and it's on iTunes, and uh, um, also it'll be available on DVD, I believe, at Castle Rock on the uh, uh-huh. website on the American Valhalla movie.com. So, um, Yes. I wanted to ask you if there's anything else that you'd like to talk about um, before we end the show. I'm going to play another track called Gardenia. Do you know anything about that song um, personally, yourself, from the film? Well, Gardenia, I can only say my, my take. Gardenia, I was like in the beginning, since it's, it's a funny story for you as well, because, you know, being German, um, Germans, mm-hmm. Or by by trade, even like me growing up with Beatles or whatever, like Germans never listen listen to the lyrics of songs. So because we because we're not native speakers, so we would only listen to the melodies. So right. even with the Beatles, I I was always like only because I'm living so long in an English or lived lived in London for ten years and in in America, I'm starting to listen to the lyrics. So that's funny, right? So you get fascinated by a song, but you only listen to the music in a way as a non-English speaker. And then I think this goes for French people, Italian people, and so on. So for me, it was all these songs are more like a feeling than I I really go deep into the lyrics. But with Gardenia, there's a, there's a scene in the film <laughs> when he talks, talks talks about Gardenia. I always like was feeling when, that's mm-hmm. why I actually put this into the movie. The, you saw in the beginning where this weird, like, that's this mm-hmm. weird um, big, person made out of kitchens kind of sitting there in the kitchen of Iggy when he's making making his coffee. If you remember like you see him mm-hmm, like this weird mm-hmm. like creature. And this is in his house and I was when I went in his house in Miami and I saw this thing, I think we have to have this in the film. This is weird like Caribbean thing. I don't know if it's like person yeah. out of kitchens and like and with some big lipstick and everything. It's so weird. And I would always think, uh-huh. and I always call that thing gardenia. Bring gardenia. In. <laughs> <laughs> so that was gardenia for me. Where's gardenia? Like, ah, we bring her over from the other house because she was in the other house. So that's a, that is gardenia. And, uh, oh, that's, that's great. Kind of that's funny. great. So that's totally out of funny. out of context, but it's it's funny because that's a surprise as well. In the first photo shoot. Um, that's the last story. I, I can, otherwise, you, you, you can. But the first photo shoot, I literally was so much into shooting, and I had I, at some point you have to, as a photographer, obviously tell people to move around. Like, can you? And I had to address Iggy, mm. and I called him accidentally Z- Ziggy. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> Ziggy. Can can he move to the left? And Ziggy, George can he move? <laughs> Ziggy, but I, you know, like the other Josh and the guys when. Did he just call him Ziggy? Like he just <laughs> oh, called yeah. him Ziggy. They looked at each other, but then I said, "No, I don't call him Ziggy. I call him Ziggy, like Siegfried, right?" Ah, yes. <laughs> like with S. Funny. That's perfect. Not, That's funny. So that 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 shows you how like I'm thrown into this, nearly like a kid, mm. like with mm. with a with a with a with an empty hard drive, just absorbing now. That that <laughs> makes I maybe mean, that makes it so fresh because my my um, I'm not, I didn't study on Iggy before, you know. I just experienced right. Iggy as he is. 
instead of like knowing every little detail of Iggy's history because right. I'm not an Iggy fan at, at first. So like, so I, I I went totally objectively to this in this situation and right. the situation now the film and it reflects back to whatever Iggy has learned and in his life and what he has become, right? And I'm just oh, yeah. observing and showing that. So that that is, I think, maybe what the, what makes the film special, right? Like that that point of view, and that's what Josh's yeah. Josh's genius and putting somebody like me into there instead of like that's having true. like this a rock veteran like who knows every little detail and gets distracted mm-hmm. by stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way you're not definitely. It's perfect. all fresh and new, and you're going mm-hmm. by new yeah. experiences rather than preconceived um, things that you know. Yeah, that's no, right. that that's yeah. totally a really good good way to go about it. It's it like definitely it's reflects. <laughs> yeah, Ziggy and Iggy, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> Ziggy definitely was part of the movie. That's for sure. <laughs> Ziggy, Iggy, that's and great. Ziggy. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree on that one. Um, you know, I wanted to say, you know. It just it just really is such a great documentary. I I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, this this will be one of the greats. I think. Don't you agree, Spencer? I think this will be. Oh yeah, one of, and, think, and you know, I yeah. think it should go to the Grammy Museum because they show some doc mm-hmm. films there. Like we had our, uh, you know, the the uh, Native American film Rumble on that was mm-hmm. shown at the Grammy. Museum. Mm-hmm. This, this film mm-hmm. should go to the Grammy Museum. I don't know if you thought about it, but they put on doc films that are uh, music oriented. This is this is major. Yeah, you know, I right? see that, that definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. it's so raw and it's so yeah. it's, it's real. Yeah. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. a lot of the documentaries I've seen are just so, so. A lot of them are very very staged. They're not natural. That's right. And this is very. This is almost like a real, uh, you know, a reality type um, TV show, but in a in a way, yeah. or a reality documentary. You right. know what I mean? You got it. You like got it. It, it's not staged. Nobody knows what they're going to do ahead of time. It's like he could have dropped his coffee on the floor, or like you know, the time that he mm-hmm. was doing something else, and he, true. you know, and, and it was just like he catch yeah. the real moment. That's right. what makes it special, I think. That's I have right. one more thing I no. forgot to tell you. One more thing I think you oh, will no, appreciate. No. Um, yeah. The, um, we uh, so the, the the film. So basically, we had the album, we had the tour, and we had the film. Now we have the film. So the next thing and the final thing and I'm working on at the moment is the an ultimate uh, coffee table book, like a Tashin-esque, like very big oh, format, nice. limited edition book, which will have actually the as well the the FedEx inside. Oh really? For, for, be, That's right. incredible. Oh, wow. Plus three hundred fifty exclusive pictures, which have not been seen yet, which I all by really? me and held us the Arctic Monkey drama. So. That's the next release, and hopefully to Iggy's birthday, if you make it, um, we want to release that book, and it's only going to make, we will only print 200 I, books. You know, you know something, Andres, I was thinking about a book. That's that's something I was thinking about, that's a great. book on Valhalla, mm-hmm. and then you've done it. You've done it already. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's mm-hmm. in the making. It's it's amazing. I mean, it, it, it will be more than 350 pages, and uh, based on my... Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done already gallery exhibitions and sold like yeah. very limited edition fine art prints on the way wow, when great. we did our exhibitions. But um, that will be the ultimate thing, and I think that closes then the chapter. It's going to be a beautiful piece, and only 200 will be made, and they will all be signed by Iggy. And 
Um, oh, that's fantastic. And I, I wanted to add also for information that you have a site on, on Facebook, too. You have your name on site, I know, because mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, well, American Vahal is also on there. Uh-huh. I, didn't, yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. find Andreas on Facebook. Really? I, I got um, it on my Facebook. Just spell out his name, uh, and it has like or liked. You know, he's got a site. On, on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, I saw American Valhalla, but I didn't see yeah. um, you personally. I was trying to find you to send you the link for today's oh. show. Yeah, okay. No, sure. that's Check awesome. Yeah, no, I'll definitely find it. Um, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. My, you know my, what I was going to uh, say? My Instagram, in... uh-huh. on my Instagram, it's Neumann, Neumann Vision. So Neumann with one N, N-E-U-M-A-N, Vision. Okay. And it's Newman Instagram Vision. and the same as Facebook. Newman Vision. Oh, the, okay. The same as Facebook. Newman Vision. Are you on Twitter? On Are you on Twitter, Andres? Yes, the same on Twitter. But on Twitter, I'm not doing much. I'm, I think to these days, it's 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 all about Instagram. <laughs> right. It's true. Yeah, Instagram yeah, right. is really so, a great place to share images. No, you know, no. I want to talk about the book again for a really quick second. Um, on the book. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Are you going to do a page about the Nordic legend about Valhalla at all? Are you going to explain what Valhalla is? Well, we have some. We will have to. We have lyrics in there uh, of the songs, and we have as well uh, relating. Um, we have parts of the the interview. So obviously, we have like done like hours and hours of interviews, and they were mm-hmm. all, of course, for the purpose of the documentary. They were all transcribed in writing. And I'm going to put in the book lots of unreleased parts of the interviews you can read. And he's That's reflecting great. in that as well about about that. Wow. So that there's a, there, this goes deeper into the whole thing as well. There's much more. And the Iggy interview alone on uh, on In the Hammett, which you mm-hmm. see, we come back to it from time to time in the documentary. That's an right. interview mm-hmm. of two hours. And... So we have this all transcribed. Wow. So parts of it I'm going to put in the book, the, the best of, and you can you can read. And as well about American Valhalla. It's funny you mention it because for me as a as German, Valhalla is very everybody knows about it. Kind of it's the Vikings' heaven, but in America. It me seems too. To be, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, sacred. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in America it seems not everybody. Hmm, what is it? Valhalla, Valhalla. Right. Exactly. Like, but it sounds sounds True. interesting. It's a beautiful Intriguing. story about. Freya and, uh, you know, um, yeah. about all the other different gods that are there. And, and they talk about how their shields are make up the ceiling of the celestial heaven in Valhalla. Oh. Um, if you go to, if you type in Valhalla into Wiki, you can read about it. And yeah. uh, I was yeah, blown away at some of the different things and the references to Freya especially because Freya is, you know, very, very... Um, cool goddess and the fact that she's involved yes. involved in it is just so it was so interesting so you know that that just really makes this film so much more special american valhalla yeah that's cool so uh-huh. american heaven that's that's such american a great heaven. take to it you know so it, it really um you know american valhalla means american heaven really so yeah. Here you go. I mean, this is great. Um, is Question is, how is, how is it looking, ask? right? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, oh, I know. I Oh, please. No, we don't want to go there. I know. It, um, <laughs> don't go there. Don't go there. 
I waiting. Listen, listen, I want to say, Andreas, we're just waiting for the parade to start. That's all, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all are talking about the parade. <laughs> no. Totally exactly. get it. I have a lot of German friends, and they're all like, wow, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, American this, yeah, we're going to have a, an American Valhalla. <laughs> an American Valhalla. <laughs> But um, I want to say again, thank you so, so much for being here today and uh, Spencer being, you know, bringing um, this to us. And this is great. Again, I want to thank Carol again so much for sending us uh, the information we needed and also um, being able to see this film out here in uh, California. It's fantastic. And, uh, we will um, be back next Friday. Um, next Friday we have a another really special show, Spencer. It's uh, yes. <laughs> we're going to be doing a show. <laughs> yeah, is, you're going to love this one. This next show we're going to be doing is on Roy Orbison, and uh, oh yeah, it's going to be, be cool, very, wow. very cool with his sons yep. hopefully, and uh, it's going to be a very cool, very very cool show, but. We want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and calling in and being part of this. And uh, we're going to end today with the song That's Gardenia. And, yeah, no. And uh, it's Friday, guys. Please don't drink and drive. And, um, Spencer, did you have anything more that you wanted to add? I just, I just want to tell everybody, go to andreasnewmanart.com. I looked at it. The photographs are unreal. Yeah, they are gorgeous. Yeah, they're beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. They're Spencer. beautiful. Oh, That's my God. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking Oh, well, we love they're, you. They're gorgeous. We love you, Andreas. We'll have to thank bring you, you on so again much, when Andreas. you get your next, uh, next project. We do. You know. we have to, you have to come on yeah. again. Yeah. Of course. Definitely. Good. We want back. And, uh, Good. Great. You know, and we want to hear, we want to be updated on what you're working on, and uh, you have both of our emails. Make sure you get in touch with us and let us know. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Super. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you All so right, much guys. for having me. You're so uh, welcome. It's exciting. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. and again, guys, go and pre order this movie because it's worth it. It's really a That's beautiful true. concept and, uh, guarantee this is going to be a winner in some category um, in one of these festivals. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's what I want to ask you. Are you going to enter this film into any of the film festivals coming up, like South by Southwest or anything? Uh, I'm not sure what, what they're doing now. I think we've, we've now, we've now, we're releasing now, and since we're releasing now, I think it has done the whole last year. And it was so long in the cinema as well, all over the world. I was even, I'm mm-hmm. going to Canada, I'm going to Russia. People come to me have seen it in all those places so it, <laughs> it was um, yeah. on, on very big festivals it was a selected movie we missed last year I think we missed the Sundance in Toronto that's why we were in the wrong timing for those but I think that's that's it now I think the movie gets out and um, it's going to be there forever I guess and oh I love it it has good yeah has you know it'd be cool to do is do a screening here in Sonoma because um, you know yeah. we have a lot of people out here yes Sonoma right. or San Francisco or something like that. Yeah, definitely. It, yeah. We'll be in touch with you. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. All right. Take okay, care. guys. Here you guys go. Enjoy this last song. Thank you. Bye. Have a great Friday, guys. Bye.
Now, uh... 